Welcome to the Clocker Sports Roundtable. Took a couple of break, a week's up. Look, man, scheduling four people at least to get on uh, on a, a Zoom call together that's not like work related is very difficult. Okay, lives happen despite the Kobe running around still. So um, that being said, that we are back in action and glad to be bringing you another uh, around the Clockers Roundtable discussion. And we got a lot to talk about because, like I said, we've missed some time. So um, you, you might hear some some shotgunning of of topics thrown out here, but we do have some list that we do want to touch on first. And I think the first thing we have to talk about is uh, we had a, a set list, but I, we got to start with the news that broke tonight. Antonio Brown signing with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the top Bay Buccaneers, because we know who really got him down there. Um, what's everybody's take on this, man? Well, how do y'all feel? What do you think this does for the Buccaneers? Does this make them uh, any more contenders or are they, is this kind of just what it is? Well, I think uh, they've already had plenty of options. So you can look at it as the rich getting richer. But when they've failed in games, it hasn't been because they've had not enough options because that line has totally failed, Tom, at certain times like we saw in the Chicago Bears game. So while I think it's always good to have options, especially with the threat of COVID and injuries every week, I think a bigger issue is protecting Tom Brady going forward. Steve? Um, yeah, for right now, though, it looks like the rich are getting richer. By a very impressive uh, Bears performance a couple weeks ago, the top the top of Bay Buccaneers did not look like a quality team at all. And like Matthew alluded to earlier, their line was exposed for, you know, just sucking pretty much. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what's wrong with having Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Charles oh, Godwin, and, I mean, just – Tom's like, give me that guy, because for like what the two weeks that they played in New England, they were gross. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and as as psychotic as Antonio Brown is, <laughs> he's worth it if he can still produce, because that's just the way the league rolls. So why not? Will? Well, like you said, I think it's a insurance policy. I think it's a luxury uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, I don't expect him to do uh, do a whole lot. I just expect him to be there, like uh, toward the uh, end of the end of the uh, season and into the playoffs. Like I said, this guy this guy hasn't been been on, on the football field in what two years now. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been some time. Well, he played like wait, what one game last year with New England. I, I really don't even count that because uh, right after that he got in trouble, got suspended, and then like you said, t- they're trying to. Uh, Protect Tom Brady. You know he is forty three, uh, <laughs> and that's to see see him get bounced around uh, with the Bears, but then bounced back last week and they they uh, stomped Green Bay, which was good to look at. Right. Uh, but uh, I think that what they they're going to do moving forward is that running game. They're going to establish that running game to protect Tom Brady uh, with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette is healthy, even with the uh, rookie uh, Vaughn. Uh, so I think there's going to be a balanced attack, but like like you all said, he he's a good luxury to have if he can uh, stay on the field, not get in trouble or get hurt. That's not, been a big uh, big thing this year, staying healthy. You just touched on it. Stephen touched on it earlier. Um, he's had some issues in locker rooms, and uh, Bruce Arians actually specifically mentioned that as a reason for why he didn't want to bring him into Tampa Bay in the first place. So. Do we see him being able to keep his cool and keep it all together long enough for them to get to this season, or do we see him self-destructing at some point and kind of blowing this thing to crap? Down in Tampa Bay? He did it in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was actually is, is actually a yearly contender, and he was doing it. 
I know, but he was able to keep it way more under wraps for a little bit longer in Pittsburgh. In Tampa Bay, though, it's just going to get rowdy. So you think that he's going to be he's going to sell the show before all said and done? I don't know. Some charge is going to come up. You know how it is. <laughs> it just always be like that for some reason with these guys when they Kurt. do something ridiculous. It just comes out of the woodworks. For right now, I know he's clear. He's serving his time. I respect the hell out of him for it. But man, just something's uh, going to come from somewhere. I'm, it's, I'm, that's it's, just my feeling with this stuff. He is a repeat offender in terms of having things just go wrong, so I don't blame you for having that kind of skepticism. Will, how do you feel about it, though? Do you think he's going to be an issue, or do you think he'll end up uh, keeping it all together? No, it's, it's that, that situation, you know, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Uh, fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. And he's already fooled us, what, two, three times now? Man. Um, I, I think he's going to be, again, he has an ego. He's, he's a diva receiver. If he doesn't get the attention that he thinks he should get or – when he gets on the field, if he doesn't get the balls thrown to him that he think he should get, you know, I think it's going to be an issue then. He's going to say something. He's going to get on Twitter, Instagram, because you know he loves social media, and he's going to say something to rub somebody the wrong way because Tom Brady got his boy there. He got Gronkowski there. Like you said, it's already established receivers there in uh, Mike Evans and Godwin. I, you know, I, I mean, it's we got to see. Me personally, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's he gonna self destruct. Like I said, by by week nine, nine or ten is gonna be some type of issue. He gonna get hurt, or he gonna be in trouble, or and said it did something. Matthew, how do you feel about all this? I'm actually one who's a little bit more positive of the out out uh, outlook for him. He is. We we don't even doubt his talent. All of this is coming down to character, personal issues, or possibly injury. I agree with that. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. He's already gotten further than he did last year. Remember he was asked (laughs) asked to go to a tryout in the New Orleans Saints, and he he didn't even show up either on time or he showed up with more people than was intended. So he's already taken a step further than he did last year. And while I think most wide receivers are head cases, and he's probably a bigger head case than most, I think he's starting to see, well – I'm kind of losing my chance to make money here, and it's a smaller window. I think, at least for a little while, I think I can behave for eight to ten weeks, whatever the season's going to last for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I can only imagine that uh, in the NFL especially, because I know in real life it does. But once you hit 30, those years start racking up real quick. So I know he looked over and was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, I'm 32. I probably should go get on the team real fast. So I, I like that. It's a good point that maybe that will keep him uh, in line. One thing that I think we might be overlooking is the fact that uh, – Brady was the one who had to be the one who wanted this to happen. Okay. And and maybe having somebody stump for you that way, the, the added responsibility of somebody else's expectation will help him uh, maintain that focus. But I, I, I tend to lean the other way, though, in thinking that at some point – it's gonna all go. You're in. You're in Florida. You know what I mean? Like he's he's from Florida. He's from he's from the Miami area, I believe. But he, it's it's still not gonna be uh, easy for him to maintain. Now that he's gonna be back on the team, he's gonna be high profile again because he didn't lay low. I don't think I've heard a story about him for for months. So that's hey, all. Good news is good news. That's why I think he's got a chance. He's not making any trouble. Let's say. Well, he was in trouble with the law, so. <laughs> he was. He was. But like Josh said, there there hasn't been much that's come out in those eight weeks that he's been suspended. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's been quiet. Okay. But, oh, right, right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So I think we're all pretty much on consensus here. The talent is there, and if they can get it to work, it's going to be something special. But I don't think we all have a lot of faith in it being able to carry out throughout the rest of the season. Um, let's talk about one of the the most disappointing, and we'll talk about disappointments and surprises coming up here. But I want to talk about a, a, an entire division that's just that's probably be probably should be relegated to uh, college football. And let the SEC come on up, <laughs> and that's the NFC East, better known right now as the NFC Least. Um, the the number one team is the Philadelphia Eagles, who we all watched on Thursday Night Football had to come back from nine eleven against the lowly New York Giants to get their second win. That having two wins. And only four losses with that one tie has allowed the Eagles to land in first place in the division. Um, what are your thoughts on this, man, on the division? that I've already been on the record saying that six wins is going to win this thing. Uh, you said it right. Wins? It might be, what is it, five wins, ten losses, and a tie. Because I think, the, were the Eagles in the number one spot? I could totally see that happening. If you go seven and nine, you're like – you're God, you're like in a, that exactly. You're like an immortal. Jared, oh, yeah. Jason Garrett's over there clapping his hands like, "Come on, y'all! All we got to do is get the this Giants at one and five or like a game out." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they, like, there was shit. a post that went up the other day talking about how Washington was both a game out of first place and a game away from the first overall pick. So, like, this is just a horrible division, man. Side note: There's like nine teams with one win. Yeah, and one team with none. No, there's three teams with none. No, there's just one. No, the Steelers and the, the Titans are both undefeated, too. I, I'm sorry, I meant no wins. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. He, he's right there. Just, uh, did, I, just, did I mess that up? I might have, mess, I might have misheard you. Heard yeah, I'm sorry. The, ti- the Titans and the Steelers, they belong in a different class of. Whole nother, whole nother yeah. conversation. <laughs> exactly. The so. Jets, yeah, no, but you're, you're right. The Jets, maybe they need to let the Jets into the, in the NFC East and they can have a chance then to actually make some noise. They're like that. two back. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so. The Jets are, messed up when they hired Adam Gase, man. We'll talk about, we're going to talk about that every in a second. second of the day. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a second, though, but like. Are we? Do we think that it's going to be as bad as it's been for the for the NFC East? Or do you see? Because Philadelphia is getting healthier, even though they just lost to Sean Jackson. They they should be getting, well, maybe not getting healthier, but they'll be the ones who will be the healthiest by the end of the year. We assume, right? They'll have their quarterback intact and they'll have the receivers. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Eagles to win this division. I mean, just regardless of the record, they're the only team that I have a care of interest in potentially playing in the playoffs. And the fact that they're going to get a home game is just disgusting. Oh my God. And, disres- and disrespectful. Reseeding uh, needs to be taking place. But, um, I like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, they have the best quarterback. The Giants are piss poor. Oh. I mean, the Washington football team is could be piss poor. And I've had my idea of pressing charges on them for attempting to murder Alex Smith. Oh, God. That makes week. no sense, man. I, know, I, I don't understand what is happening. Nah. And, uh, yeah, the Cowboys have the red rifle back there, and the Arizona Cardinals made them look, like, not effective. So I'm just curious to see. Eagles have the best team. Right. When when everything is put together, right? Exactly, yeah. Will? Man, uh, I think the NFC East is actually going to – this year should uh, be the reason the rule changed as far as playoff goes. But T, y'all talking about six wins. It seemed like a team that win five can get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And there's no way in the world a five-win team should get in the playoffs if another team, say, in like in the uh, NFC West. Right now, that seems like the best division in football. 
What if uh, uh the what three and three nine the three and three niners? Three and three, yeah, three and three niners. Or what's uh the Rams? Rams only lost two games. They're four and two. Four and two. Yeah. Yeah. About to be yeah, four three though. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Rams in that matchup. <laughs> you, you get a team that can finish eleven and five or ten and six, miss the playoffs because these bums isn't just horrid. Yeah, it's completely the shirt, horrible. Though. But I think um, I'm I'm with you, uh, you know, uh, Stephen. I think uh, Philadelphia should be the ones to uh, take that take that division because right now I think they got the best quarterback playing <laughs> before that got hurt. And another thing, Dallas, until, hey, as long as uh, Jerry Jones still on that team, they ain't going nowhere, man. <laughs> got Mike McCarthy. He's he showing that uh, he proving hey. that Aaron Rodgers made him. <laughs> so was anybody else as disappointed? Now, I know you probably didn't have high expectations, but I was I was a little disappointed in their performance. Like, I, I know Andy Dalton's not great, but he looked literally awful, right? I don't expect him to be at least a passable starter in that system with that. I know the offensive line has been beat up, but they got weapons and they got Zeke and Zeke fumbling. Like, that team is just not the team that they were projected to be. Uh, aside from having Dak out, like, just everything else has fallen to shit so fast they're almost like the Jaguars, except for the Jaguars intentionally traded away their good players. The Cowboys just keep losing them to injury and, and, and things of that nature. What- well, I think that team is still feeling an effect from Dak's injury. Uh, you know, as uh, as close as that, as, uh, how his his uh, teammates feel about him, you know, that injury, when you see an injury like that, man, like the comp- compound fractures, I mean, it, of course it wasn't as bad as Alex Smith, but it was a horrible injury. And you just feel for the guy, and then you looking at the way he was performing, even though they was they you know were losing, but the way he was well, performing, four hundred. I know, but I'm saying four hundred and fifty yards uh, uh, off passing offense in the first three games, and then you know you all just waiting to waiting for players to get healthy, waiting to turn the corner, and boom, he have a devastating injury. I think that that mentality, especially with this, you know how this year is with the COVID year, the pandemic year with sports. I think that still has a, a, a mental effect on the team. And it's like you get, a, you know, of course, it next man up, but it's hard to get up um, seeing a teammate go down like that. You know, just, you know, being a, a, a form of, you know, collegiate athlete myself, seeing teammates go down, you, you just get that feeling like, man, dang, I hate that happen to my man. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that mentality. So you think the the emotional drain, the mental drain, has been maybe even bigger than the physical drain? Right. That makes sense. I mean, Dex, the leader of that team, the guy who, um, when everything was falling apart, they threw it at his feet, and he just kind of carried it along and kept doing what he was doing. So that's not hard to see. And you know him and Zeke is like best friends. Yeah, they definitely are around each other an awful lot, so – um, well, let's continue on this trend, uh, expand it to the whole NFL. What have been your biggest disappointments and surprises? Let's start off with disappointments. What have been your biggest letdowns? And I think my number one letdown, um, and I know this is going to be weird because I'm a Bears fan, but it's been the, the, the Minnesota Vikings and how awful that team has been. Now, before the season started, I did an article for Last Word on Pro Football talking about how Mike Zimmer has these up and down years. He alternates good mm-hmm. and bad years. But this is worse than I think I would have ever anticipated. Now, if you're a team, and I, it's not necessarily, it wasn't like it was uh, unpredictable, though. If you're a team like the Vikings, who was a playoff contender, who had uh, Super Bowl aspirations, I don't think they had that uh, shot, but they had aspirations to make it there. 
do you break up your secondary like this, like they did? And, and then you see what they did uh, today trading in uh, Yannick Ngakwe yesterday, excuse me, uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. They're blowing this thing up. They just re-signed Kirk Cousins. The Vikings, are they, are they, are they on, on their path to being one of the worst teams in the league next year? Why uh, they're not. in the lottery this year. Nah, that's true. That's oh. true. Well, I think they're retooling. I think they have they have a uh, a great. Looks like they're gonna have a great young receiver in Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Thielen is already a uh, established veteran. So, and and then you still got Dalvin Cook. You know, if he continue to stay healthy, and and that uh, and a backup Madison is pretty decent. Uh, but uh, it's on the defensive side. Um, you know, they they lost uh, Griffin, uh, Everson Griffin. I think he left for uh, left and went to Dallas. He was even though he was older, he was still like an anchor on that defense. And like you said, they they uh, breaking up the secondary. I think they're just retooling the retooling the defense. And then they lost their um, their top linebacker. His Anthony name Barr. me right now. Yeah, yeah, Anthony brought it out for uh, yeah. COVID reasons, right? Right, so well, they, they lost a lot on that side. They lost Barr. They lost Michael Pierce at defensive tackle. Both of them to COVID uh, for COVID opt-outs. Um, but they blew up the cornerback situation. They still got safeties. I, it, it's just a disappointment. I, I, I'd much rather though hear yours. I was just giving mine, and I kind of got yeah. uh, wrapped up on my own. I'd love to hear what you guys have found disappointing most this season. Well, for me, it's the Chargers. Uh, I know the Chargers weren't expected to do Ooh. absolutely great things. But the way that defense was hyped up, it's not like they're a bad defense by any case, but the way they talk is like we can put in Tyrod, we could put in Justin Herbert, and we can still compete because no one is intentionally tanking on this team. In in fact, if you look, they're playing pretty good on one side of the ball. And I know Justin Herbert had uh, was a great national performance. It wasn't his fault they lost. Those were uh, special teams. That was a little bit of defense giving up. But, man, I – I expected them to be around 500 at this point. And if you look, there's a lot of teams overperforming. But other than the Vikings, most of the teams on the bottom deserve to be there, is at least what we thought were going to be there. That's a good one. I, I, you, you nailed it, though, with the Chargers. They got a lot of other stuff that keeps happening to make them. They're like, they yeah. can't find a way to win. I talked about that on uh, on Triple Zeros the other day. Like, they, mm-hmm. they're struggling to finish the game. So, I'm, yeah, that's a good one. Steven, you got one brewing. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually going to just agree with Matt on the um, Chargers. Uh, I think they found their quarterback, though. Uh, I, I like the way he's played so far. That, that much I can say to that. They've just lost tough games, and that's why they're 1-4. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, what's a, what's a top pick going to do? Hurt him? Right. Maybe, if they miss. But that's besides the point. Um, I guess I'm the team that I'm disappointed in, and I guess I just have, have always been disappointed in them. And that's the Houston Texans. Mm. And not that I'm sitting here oh, saying that they're going to win a, you know, a Super Bowl or anything, because there's just no way on God's green earth they de- they can. <laughs> um, I just didn't realize that the relationship is Bill Bill O'Brien attempted to be a head coach and general manager, which is so negative. He traded away DeAndre Hopkins for next to nothing. Um, just the way he's handled everything, and I, I guess it's just shown in their record. Because I just don't think they're that bad as a football team. They're not Jacksonville Jaguars bag bad. They got their quarterback. I know DeAndre Hopkins was the best receiver, but they still got some decent receivers. You know, savvy veterans. They could still probably score a little bit. Their defense is horrible. 
But, you know, like, I, I mean, I always expect them to battle around 500. Just not be this, like, one in five. Yeah, no, they're awful. I'm with you on that, too. Man, these are good ones. Y'all are snapping today. Um, their offensive line is horrible, too. Yeah, That's and true. Deshaun's always on the run. I mean, yeah. it's just a sad situation. That Hopkins trade, man, that's that's got to be one of oh, the worst I've ever wow. seen in the history of the NFL. Like, so one-sided, and David Johnson has not been a good return on value. He started off okay. Like, not even good. It was okay, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And with no line there, there's not much uh, hope for that improvement. That's a, oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, they were supposed to be, if not the, the class of the division, right there with uh, with Tennessee as fighting for the for the crown, and they're, they're fighting with Jacksonville for the, <laughs> for the basement keys. So... <laughs> Well, what's yours, man? Well, uh, Steve took mine again. Houston was one of mine. I feel bad for uh, uh, for Watson, man. I, I, Bill O'Brien sabotaged him, like you said when he when he traded away uh, uh, Hopkins. Like you said, he traded away Hopkins for a bag of chips and a soda. You know, anytime you got he Brandon wishes. Cooks, as in, <laughs> he would kill for that uh, soda right now. Oh man. <laughs> Brandon Cooks as your uh, number one receiver, and Will Fuller, two oh. injury prone, prone receivers. Like you said, you, you don't uh, you don't improve on the offensive line, and you're wasting JJ Watts. You know the, the tail end of his career. So I, I see why it, Bill O'Brien ended up getting fired. Um, part two of my disappointment again, even though the Bears are five and one, it's the freaking offense, man. <laughs> Let, let's score more than a, a field goal on an opening drive. The defense, the defense is saving them this year, but um, I think w- once you get down to the season, especially when we get to playing Green Bay, if you can't establish establish the offense, we can't keep playing from behind and you know trying to play catch up, and we can't keep the defense on the field that long because we don't end up getting somebody hurt. So those are my, those are my two two That's not those aren't bad either. Um, I think another one that I had, uh, I, I would agree with you on the Bears one. I just want to say that's kind of how the Bears have always been. So like Fair. it's kind of hard to say that they've. Uh, but one and maybe it's not a disappointment because it's how they always end up. But they were definitely hyped, and that's the Browns once again, man. Yeah. Um, I know they went through a coaching change and all that kind of stuff, but they that team is too talented on paper. To be as up and down. Now, I know they're four and two this year. I was saying they're like four and two. But if you look at the schedule, they've been beating up on lesser than teams and getting blown out by good teams. So that's an issue. And then another one um, that I think is is in that same class of hard to say really disappointing, but it's it's definitely not where I I thought that they would be. And that's the uh, oh crap, I just lost them. Oh, how can I forget too? Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons. I know they're just part of Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, so that's about time. But, like, that's another one that's just way too talented to be out here getting uh, blowing leads like they had those few weeks in a row and, and just looking piss poor and disjointed on offense for stretches like they have. It's, that's, that team is way too talented. From Super Bowl to, oof, blowing, uh, what was it, 17-plus point, 15-plus point leads or something like that in the, in the fourth quarter. That's bad. 28 to 3, that was the lead at one point. And just that, that ruined, that literally yeah. ruined that entire group. They took L's <laughs> nonstop after that. Absolutely nonstop. Yeah, you had to get rid of their whole coaching staff after the <laughs> Man, I, they waited too long. I would have, they would have had to go at that after that. Like, oh no, we can't have this. Um, 
Let's switch it over and talk about surprises. What have been your biggest surprises this year? Uh, mine actually will has been the five and one Bears. I was a person who thought that they would be five hundred at best, and it could still end up that way. But I did not see a five and one start, so that's my my big surprise this season. Mine is uh, Tennessee. I know Tennessee was a playoff team, but in the AFC, you feels like unless you're a New England or Pittsburgh, you're somebody who just gets the playoffs. All right, they reshuffle. I mean, we've seen AFC teams fire their head coach. In fact, wasn't Tennessee a team that fired their head coach? Or was it the Bills that fired a head coach after getting to the playoffs? They, it's like they knew that they was Tennessee. Wasn't it no, Tennessee, Tennessee. That, uh, that brought in uh, Rainbow right. after Marone yeah. made help, help and the White Sox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about that. But seriously, Tennessee not only is as good as last year, but Derrick Henry is still a monster with speed and power. Ryan Tannehill, I think we could say he's almost a legitimate MVP candidate just on the numbers. But more than anything, he's having fun. It's his most fun year ever. And that's someone who's come from the doomed Dolphins. And now it looks like, you know, he can throw the ball a little bit. Not bad. Yeah, what the hell is that? How bad does that make the Miami organization look? Oh, no, 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 no. That <laughs> makes Adam Gase look horrible. Sure. Uh, Adam Gase does a good Miami, job of that by himself. Miami Miami is doing all right for themselves. That's true. Sitting at second in the AFC East mm-hmm. and That's starting fair. their future franchise quarterback. Two, two yeah, times. They are doing okay for themselves. That's a good one. All right. No, Adam yeah. Gase is a piece of. Old crazy-ass Gase, man. He's a piece of work. Will, what's your uh, surprise for the season? Um, actually, Miami. Miami was my surprise. Uh, I thought, you know, them sitting at three and three uh, with them basically. Uh, I mean, on paper, the, the all season they had with the moves they had, they were putting, a, you know, a nice team together. I didn't think it was going to come uh, together this fast. Uh, I thought it was going to be another year or two away, but uh, Fitz Magic had been uh, writing the ship a little bit, keeping it steady. Uh, defense is solid. Um, shoot, the way they jumped on San Francisco right. uh, last a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Whoa, they, they, they might be for real." You know, Tom Brady leave AFC, AFC uh, East. Everybody trying to fight for their position, but again, and then I think now, you know, with Tua uh, coming in, it coming in and starting now, I, I think that's gonna take them, bump them up to another level because I think the enthusiasm is going to be there. I think, every, you know, all the players are going to be hyped. You know, they've been they've been searching for that quarterback since Dan Marino left. And that one Dan Marino retired, like, 97 or something like that? Or before, yeah. uh, before that? 98? Or was it 98? It might have been 97. I got to look that up. Yeah, but shoot, 20 years. You, right, you, right. You've been searching 20 years for a quarterback to replace uh, – uh, to replace Marino, and I think Tua, I, I like the kid. I think he has uh, like you know the talent and, and his and his demeanor. I think he fits perfect uh, with the team, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see uh, see him moving forward, especially with them having a black GM and a black head coach. <laughs> <You know? Can't laughs> only, the only that. team in the NFL with that. Yeah, yeah, Steven. Uh, so my surprise of the year, I guess, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know they made a significant upgrade in bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. But for the, the previous few years, their defense has, you know, ranked in the bottom third 
of uh, NFL statistics. So, you know, they're usually a poor team, but this year they take a step forward and they're sitting pretty in the division at 4-2, and two, tied with the Rams. I'm just curious to see if they can take that next forward and make the playoffs because I do like their quarterback. I do like their weapons, and I do like their defense if it can play solid for them. No, that's a good one, and actually you you are nailing it with that because while everybody wants to be hyped up about the offense, the defense is actually leading them uh, in DVOA right now. So mm-hmm. that's a really solid pick. And they just bolstered it with uh, trading for Marcus Golden from the New York Giants. So they, they seem to feel like you are uh, – they agree with you in that, that that's a, a strong part of their team right now. Um, another one, and this is going to actually be a nice little lead into our next discussion, and that's uh, trade ideas because, you know, the deadline is less than two weeks away now. Um, Oakland. I'm, damn it! I did it again. Damn it! Las uh-huh. Vegas. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. I did it again. That's crazy. No way. Um, <laughs> they are sitting right now second in the AFC West, three and two. But they got two big wins: one over the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, and another one over the New Orleans Saints. But that was at the beginning of the year. Still, they did it. Um, I think this is a team that Derek Carr leading the league in completion percentage right now. They're a team that can can do some make some noise. And, and go deep in the playoffs, I think they're a piece away, and that piece to me would be Julio Jones. We were just talking about the Atlanta Falcons and how, how disappointing they've been. There was reports that they could be looking to sell players off, and I'm, you know, there would have to be some cap working around going on, but we've seen that the cap can basically be made non-existent when teams want to get a deal done. I would like to see them add that piece and complete that, that, that really already solid offense. They got a line, um, when they're not on the COVID list. Um, they got a great running game in Josh Jacobs, uh, and you got Darren Waller at tight end. Derek Carr, like I said, is very accurate. All you're missing is that big play, number one wide receiver, and Julio, we all know, is that. That would be my big trade idea for a team that's been a surprise already, but if they got Julio, I, I think they can make it to the AFC Championship. Don't forget about the rookie, Henry Ruggs. Right, right. Well, that, that just opens it up for him. Nice. That opens up the field for him. Yeah. Speaking of wide receivers, I just wanted to point out that we need to really honor and appreciate what the Pittsburgh Steelers have done for nearly two two whole damn decades. Chase Claypool is just murking it right now. We should have seen this coming. We should have. Because they talked about not re-signing Juju before the season was even, like like last offseason, they were like, yeah, we're not going to re-sign him next year. Like, damn, they already knew they had some things in the world. Claypool's a rookie. I know I'm just I'm being tongue-in-cheek, but, yeah, you're right. They're, they're like wide receiver you in the pros. They just figure it out. What, what, so is that, what would you do? Is that a, is that, is there a trade for a Juju Smith-Schuster that you would find, or do you have if any If I look at the deal him like that, yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, who would you, who would you move? Is there any deals that, that, uh, anybody you'd like to see on a different team, or, or a team that you'd like to get, see, get somebody? Again, we're, we're well, less than two weeks in the deadline. I would like to see the Bears give Michael Thomas. <laughs> like like I would like to see Seattle find a way to bolster their run support defense or their pass, whichever one's the weakest portion of their defense. It's the pass. Yeah. They've been getting, they've been getting the pass coverage. Just find a way to bolster the pass coverage. That's what I'd like to see. I think the only <laughs> thing that would help them is that they could get. Oh, I don't know if there's any corners that are even they out there. They could use a receiver, though. I yeah, think if you're looking at corners, uh, Jason McCourty is the name you might want to talk about. New England's always active at the trade deadline, and their season is uh, – I don't think they're going to go balance. to the playoff. It's, yeah. uh, it's, so if things go south the next week, you're sitting at, was it, two and four? Two, mm-hmm. uh, three, something. Two and four. 
Yeah. And you, you look up and you're like, ah, I got to move on. Jason McCourty is 33. And you, you know that, uh, that coach Belichick doesn't stay with uh, people past their prime except for Brady. My only worry about that is anytime New Orleans is ready to get rid of a player, it probably means that they're done. Yeah, you know, that's true. They're a year early rather than a year late. So that would, that would be my only piece of being weary, but that sure. idea. Well, he got rid of Richard Seymour and Richard Seymour still put when he went to, uh, Still, when Vegas was still in Oakland. That's Oakland. See, I just knew we were going to get here. That's what happened. That's all that was. That's all that was. I was I was clairvoyant. But yeah, Seymour still had he had a, a All Pro year uh, after that and had a couple couple that's good a, seasons. That's a D lineman though. That, that's a lineman period. Those guys tend to play longer anyway. Yeah, but I think um, the way the uh, the McCordys play, I, I think they they keep themselves in shape. You know they they've always been solid, so um, even though that, like you said, they they're older. I think they can be even if they go to a team that play like a lot of cover two or zone type things. They can kind of have them behind that coverage, as long as they don't play a lot of man man to man. I wouldn't need that. Anybody else got any other trade ideas that that stick out to them or something they'd like to see happen? I was thinking McCourty, not for necessarily the Bears, because I think that's the strongest part of the Bears' defense has actually been the defensive backs. The middle linebackers, I'm not middle linebackers, the linebackers have been really inconsistent, and I'd like to see if somebody could fill the hole for Danny Trevathan, because he's just not where he was. I feel like ever since that first year, he's kind of either underperformed or had injuries, and he's just really never stepped up. So I'd like to see a veteran linebacker come to the Bears if we're looking at anybody for the defense. But I actually don't have a name off the top of my head. Hopefully somebody can help me out. Nick Kwiatkowski. Oh, yeah. signed with the Raiders, but he's not been living up to their uh, expectations with that contract. Uh, there was rumors that he could be uh, dealt. If they find a way to get him back, I think that would be a gangbuster move because that's a, he's so. a better fit next to Roquan Smith to me than Danny Trevathan was. And he's yes. worked in this defense. Yes. Come day one. Exactly. Right. Being, being signed. I was going to say, what y'all think about uh, the Bears signing Monte Teo to their practice squad? More depth. It's yeah. just a, a body. Yep. He's a smart, he's still a smart linebacker. Um, I, that's about it. You know, I don't really got much of a, I don't, I don't think he's going to make much of an impact, but they, Pay seems to do a pretty good job of finding veteran depth. So, um, sure. that doesn't concern me too much. I, I don't think it'll be a bad move. I don't know if it'll be a good one, but it won't be bad. I want us to get another receiver, man. We need another, mm-hmm. even though the rookie. It won't uh, matter if no I, one's I, I work on offensive line if you're going to yep. go offense. Whole line. Protection. There's a free agent. You don't have to trade anybody. Quentin Spain just got released by the Bills. Yes. Yes. I don't know why, but they had Larry Warford sitting out there, too, and they haven't gone and made the move. Wow. So they, they, they didn't draft anybody outside the seventh round. Right. And they didn't pick up anybody. Pace is made not Yeah, it's, it's – yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. It's the lowest invested line in the league or the second lowest as far as money and picks. So Pace isn't interested. He just thinks as long as you got a quarterback, that's it. But I'll be honest, that's not exactly our strength either. It's defense. Has that caught anybody else off guard how how, uh, hard Pace went to go up and get Mitch Trubisky, right? He went all in for Mm -hmm. Trubisky, but then didn't do very much to surround him with a lot outside. Like, he spent some money on Allen Robinson and then tried to throw some money at Trey Burton, but the offensive line hasn't been as invested as you probably would like it to. 
the weaponry outside of Robinson hasn't been great. And I know they, they hurt themselves with the Mac trade, but like, it just seems like that's been kind of, uh, uh, left to, to kind of be, especially the offensive line. Like they weren't great in the 12 and four season. They were, they were no. decent and passable, but they just seem to have, have kind of, um, rested on their laurels a lot for that side of the ball. And that's kind of disappointing. Well, I think Nagy needs to speak up for, you know, I kind of say he he sees it. I know they tried to um, um, the offensive line coach that they hired in the off season. You know, he supposedly was uh, God. What is his name? Juan Castillo. Uh, yeah, he, Juan Castillo. He's supposed to be one of the best offensive line coaches uh, in the league. He's been in the league for a while. Uh, what over twenty years experience. Um, put together great lines. So, I think that's one of the. Um, Avenues they were trying to go through because them dudes uh, really believe in uh, Leno for some reason. <laughs> you know they signed him, they gave him an extension a couple years ago. Um, but we, we don't have the worst, the worst line in the world. <laughs> but again, it, it can, like you, like you all said, it can be, it can be better. It's it a bottom five run offensive so, line. It, when you look both attempts, rush yards, and rushing average, it, it's all really, really bad. Yeah, but I, can, our, our running scheme is, is kind of trash, though. Agreed, but that comes down <laughs> to the head coach in the blocking scheme. Which, uh, back in week two, and we thought the blocking was improved. Oh, gosh, For two we weeks, played, it looked like they had gotten guns? something figured out, and then yeah. the last, when they went up against Indianapolis, that was about the end of that. <laughs> it no longer looked yeah. really against Atlanta. It stopped looking like they could do much with the offensive line. That's sad. Nagy, Nagy tries to do what uh, his his mentor did, Andy Reid. Throw to a seven. He's trying. He's trying. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's he's well he's trying to run. He he has some some runs, but he's trying to set up that you know that run. But he's he's trying to run more screens. Oh my god, I hate you know, seeing screens. Bubble screens. screens. You know I'm so I mean? tired of bubble screens. Run, <laughs> bubble screens. First of all, he's trying to make that his running game. But you need some fast guys. You need more than one fast guy, relatively fast guy, to make the screen game work consistently like that. And they don't have that kind of uh, personnel for him to be constantly pulling them no. out like that. No, they ain't got no Deuce Staley. They ain't got no Shady McCoy. I'm, I'm talking know, about the perimeter. You don't have a, a guy with the Tyreek Hill skill set to be able to no. do stuff like that. We haven't seen no. the deep threat that Mooney's supposed to be bringing, which, I, look, they love him. But I'm not seeing it yet, why they keep trying to force the ball to them and, and all these things. Maybe we'll see it as the year goes on. But I haven't been as impressed as they have been, obviously. So I, I just – he doesn't adjust to what's going Four or fifth round. What was he? He got drafted in the fourth, fifth round. Mooney? I mean, for, for – Later, yeah, Mooney. Six, seventh round. Sixth round. Was, was, was he a sixth round? round? He was a late Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah he stood well. But that was – I'm saying, for, for, for what yeah. he got picked at – yeah, but that so doing better, doing good for where your draft position was doesn't make you good. It no, no, no. Better than where you were drafted. It and shows the failure of Riley Ridley, really, because that's supposed to be that guy who's supposed to be fast. He got drafted mm-hmm. off a name because he wasn't even that great in college. Yeah, it's, it, the, Calvin wanted to be in the Bears so bad, and uh, I guess we regretted it. Back there, let's not. It was it was a bad pick. That's a bad pick. All right. But, but we all agree the Bears need to upgrade on offense somewhere, right? Yeah, where? <laughs> <laughs> what? Never! 
Okay, wait. Before I switch over to the NBA, let's let's. What is your final prediction for the Bears' record this year? I'm looking. I, I was uh, seven and nine, eight day guy. I'm gonna say ten and six now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more toward a. Uh, I'm, I'm more like you, Josh. 10, 6, 11, and five because of the defense and how bad the rest of the uh, rest of the division is playing. Yeah, Only problem I got is probably ten and six. I was gonna say, Steven, you gotta explain to me the the eight and eight. I don't know if they're gonna lose that. I mean, now they're gonna have a rough stretch. Uh, I just up. don't buy them. There might as well be an eight and eight team. I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm a person who thought that the reason behind the eight and eight was more symbolic of there'll be a, a team with the defense will keep them in enough games to make them win stuff to get out of that premium draft position. Exactly. That's what it is, hill. and that's what scares me still. That's, that's my what it is because that's what we're gonna be. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm behind it, man. I know it. it's not even enthusiasm; it's it's literal insanity. What the Bears have done? No, you got to be optimistic. You got to be optimistic because the Super Bowl champ still get Clyde It was hilarious. How you win the Super Bowl and get better? That's <laughs> and crazy. Then, and because then added their quarterback is gross. <laughs> and then added Le'Veon Bell to that. Fucking oh filthy. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> the greatest a, arm talent I've ever seen. We, we're, we're on the verge of just making a Chiefs bucks for the for the Super Bowl because of uh, how these two teams have gotten. Like the but, Ravens have shown their ceiling. Yes. I don't know. Playoffs. It's I playoffs. don't know. Hey, hey, yeah. The kid, the Titans are hey. tough. The Their playoffs too, are tough. This same kind of same kind of seal hey. playoffs. I just don't know if if the Chiefs are clicking. I don't know who's beating them. My dark horse this year was the Steelers. Hey. The Steelers I'm got not, a defense, uh, and that offense can attack you in a multitude of ways. I know we're all on the Bucks, man, but please don't sleep on Seattle. As long no, as no, no. you got you got Russell, you got Russell Wilson back there, and the way DK Metcalf is coming up. Vote. Chris Carson, Chris Carson playing, dude. That dude is and what they undefeated too, right? That's you know what's funny. They're, they're not even up. running that well this year. They're, it's nope. all Russ. It's been they're letting him Russ. cook. It's Let all Russ time. cook. I mean, he's got to <laughs> win the MVP time. this year. Josh Allen was leading, but he stumbled the past couple of weeks. I'm Russ, he's he in the vote. He had nah, he dude. If he don't win it this year, it's a, it's, a, it's a, I know we're only week seven, but like <laughs> at this point, if he was to not win it, he's a front runner. He's an MVP. He's never had a vote before. That's, uh, that's so wild. He's been it's gonna his, go to Aaron just because the, the voters like that name more. If they but, if they send it to Rogers over Russell Wilson, I I, I won't do much. But I mean, I no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want it to go to him. I want it to go to Russ. Absolutely, no, I got to go to Russ. Russ is Russ has been on another level for the Dealing. last three years. Dealing the last Last three years, and they've been putting it's been all in because that defense has not been close to what it was in the Legion of Boom. Hey, and the offensive no. line, the, oh, the offensive line, line been horrible. Yeah, they haven't had offensive line his whole his entire time. Um, all right, let's switch gears over to the NBA and uh, talk about some some of the moves that have happened. The Los Angeles Clippers, the disappointment of the playoffs. Bounce in the second round, fire Doc Rivers. Ty Lue takes over as head coach, and we've gotten steady stream of rumors about how there are chemistry issues in that locker room. Um, my first question about this, is that a surprise to anybody that there was chemistry issues for a team that didn't all play together but, what, like 12 games the entire season? No. No. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, L.A. is the city of drama or Hollywood acting, and it's not full of small personalities. So, I, I mean, there was even, you know – a couple issues in the LA a locker room. I think when you throw in Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo, however you want to say his name, mm-hmm. people expect there to be a little bit of drama. The difference is LA dealt with their drama, the Lakers, that is. 
and the Clippers let it, let it fester in their head, and then they decided to get out once again in the second round. I'm never trusting the Clippers again. This is the first time I trust them, and it is my mistake. How can you? They, when somebody shows you who they are, believe. Yeah. Well, the Lakers, the difference between the, the <laughs> Lakers uh, got LeBron in that True. locker room. <laughs> True. They got LeBron in the locker room, and then they got the uh, the quiet guy. The sus guy. The sus guy. Wait a minute. We can't bag on Kawhi, man. Uh, he was oh, no, I'm one not... of the Clippers who was. What? Who was no, I'm not taking away from his talent. No, we're not taking. I'm not taking. I'm, no, I'm taking away his talent at all. He's just not like that motive. He's not that voice. Like, oh no, not no, a, no, 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 like, no. He's not. Okay. He's not, okay. he's not, okay. he's not an active like, voice hey, in the locker room. He's just gonna get that laugh. Well, you know what? He's like, do whatever you want. Win me a fucking title. One but, of the no, arguments I'm not, for Clocker no, early on was that he kind of learned that lesson. Like LeBron, LeBron was out here making super teams, and people were talking about how it's so easy for him to go out there and win a ring because he's building his team. Apparently, ain't that it ain't that easy. Next no, year that'll be really good. But I'm not surprised that the uh, the Clippers not having the chemistry because one. They were interrupted by uh, COVID, as everyone else was in the league. And then, two, they had distractions going into the bubble. One, they, the sixth man of the year, uh, 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 Montrez Harrell, one, he had a devastating death in his family of his grandmother. And then you had Lou Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou, man. Strip club, man. He, he <laughs> and them wings look banging, that, though. That was, that was no, a, I don't blame man, I kind of don't blame day is good. <laughs> but the, I, I, I mean, that whole time. I mean, but but again, that, that was a big distraction. Because that's all anybody talked about when they came back to the bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they were playing. Like, is this going to mess up the chemistry? Him, you know, he could have got, you know, he could have. He's going to be out, what, 10 days, two weeks? He ain't going to be with the team, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And, um, and, and, and the thing is, they never, they never really clicked after that. Cause it's kind of like they get agitated. Like, man, is this all y'all going to talk about? Is this dude going to the strip club? He well, didn't come got, back with COVID. Reports out that they were mad about the preferential treatment of Kawhi and PG. I get them being mad about Paul George. He ain't one shit. Go sit down somewhere. But Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi came in with finals MVP awards, trophies. None of those guys have gotten that far. Like, granted, they might have had some individual accomplishments, but they, they weren't. They weren't the they were Kawhi. The factor that put a team over, right? Kawhi well, is one why, of why, the, the rappers over the top. They, why would they, they be mad at the preferential treatment for Kawhi? He, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. He. He got the hardware. He he got the the war wounds. He, he got three championships. So y'all need to follow this dude. They, I, I, I really wonder if that's what they said, but if it really didn't come back to just being Paul George from out here talking. Up. The man came out today saying that he's going to be better next year because uh, 2K gave him an 88 rating. Like, what the hell? Fam, you just had an awful finals or playoff performance, and, and that's what you're. That's what's going to make you get better. You got an 88 rating? Uh, Paul George in 2K. That's I mean, I would, pro- I would probably trade Paul George because one, he's soft. What? He's nah, soft. You're not, not, no, I wouldn't trade him. Uh, you, why you, not? Because he, he put him in the right position. I think they had him and Kawhi doing too much handling the ball and then trying to rely on them in defense. They need a point guard. Like, you need somebody to bring the say, ball up and set the offense up. Then you just say you show me who you are. Believe if they purchase yeah. you who so are. So I'm not going to put the ball so, in his hands and let him make decisions. Playoff P is playoff P, like P. <laughs> <laughs> I 
shits on him because he he don't show up. He don't show up. I mean, he shoots horrendously. And then when 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 people say, "Hey, what's going on?" He says stuff like, "Oh, you you can't expect to, me to have a good game all the time." No, nah, man, take accountability for your take take accountability for your poor plan. Now you you know he played horrible in the playoffs. There's no way in the world they should have got past Denver, even with the, the 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 distraction at the beginning of the bubble. I was looking forward to freaking seeing an uh, 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 all LA conference final. I wanted to see Kawhi and, we were and LeBron that. go at it, yeah, and that's because Paul George played like P. I, I, P. I'm putting it more on the bench guys, Lemon Pepper Lou and, and Trez. They're the ones who were kind of MIA for they were MIA more than PG was. Oh yeah. But that's when your They also don't play a lick of defense. Not a none. So that's when I'm that's glad you brought that stars. up, Steven. Um oh. your two guys are the, the two six men, back to back six men of the year, and Trez and, and Lou, if they're not scoring buckets, they're not really adding value to that team. And I think that's what we saw. That was the big thing that came out of that series, no? Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> are you are you telling me that Lou Williams and Matrezo Harrell are my guys? No, I'm saying if you're oh, the Clippers, saying, if you're the Clippers you're, the, you're two big bench players, your two extra contributors don't offer much if they're not scoring. Yeah, they're they're absolute liabilities on the defensive end. Lou Williams, if he's not doing his little up fake step through, get a guy in the air and fire it at the side of the backboard <laughs> bullshit, he's irrelevant. He's undersized guard that gets abused by anyone that's intelligent about the game. Oh, pick and roll is killing him. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. At this point, I know it's part effort, but there's just ridiculous athletes in the NBA, and the people that he's guarding are just absolutely better than him um, on the offensive end compared to his defensive abilities. And Trezel Harrell, although at a spark and a ray off the pine, also an undersized big that's mm-hmm. a liability defensively to anyone that has any form of skill. So, and Landon has a couple of inches of height on him. He was getting exactly. abused down Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't overpay for him, but that's just what the way the game rolls. Oh, yeah, somebody they don't could, pay too much. They, they would benefit so much more from a couple more 3 and D guys, and like you said, a legitimate point guard that can handle the ball. That, so Kawhi and PG can be like, all right, man, you got this. <laughs> yeah, no. PG and, like, Indiana had George Hill, Darren Collison, like, Collison actual guys who knew what to do. So that's just – I agree with you. And if the rumors are true that Kawhi asked the upper manager to go get him a point guard, go find this man a point guard. I don't care which one because you, you clearly see the benefit of having a good, savvy veteran point guard on your team. Well, that was what Reggie Jackson was supposed to be, but we saw that. Okay, uh, I mean that. Ex- I, no, I'm saying we saw that experiment fail. That right. technically, yes, that is a veteran backup point guard. I feel like they I meant a legit one that went a point. Oh, good one. Okay, I, I meant a legitimate one at a point. <laughs> Reggie was was one of their best shooters, and they kind of sat him down at a point when they needed him. That Reggie, seemed like a coaching move. <laughs> Reggie is a head case. I, oh, I think yeah. he lose folks. He he's nice now. No, Reggie but he Jackson gets the gun. Nice when he, uh, he gets he his green light is just too green sometimes. Well, that's why I said that he's a head case. Yeah, I mean, but when 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 he's playing well, I mean, he's been you know as far as his career, he's been he's been on just head case. Okay, Stephen, you touched on it. We kind of talked about it. Uh, the Clippers need a uh, point guard. Do we have any free agent moves or any type of trades that we see happen? There's been a lot of buzz around Drew Holiday possibly going to the Nets. Um, 
You've heard rumors of Zach Levine maybe going to the Denver Nuggets. One that I think yeah. I'd like to see uh, would be you big for Oladipo. Huh? Yeah, well, they, that's 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 been the banter yeah. back, back and forth. I'm not sure who else would, you would be trying to get if you're trading them. Do you hear that thing today about Victor Oladipo? About him uh, being lesser value? Very low value, apparently. That seems like a GM that's trying to get him for the cheap. That that doesn't make any sense. He's they said hurt. Kuzma Green in a first rounder. I'm not saying. That first rounder is going to be like 30. No. no, but was too much for him? Yeah, I'm not. I, no. No. That's crazy. Danny Green is not, dude. <laughs> Danny Green is, is salary matching fodder at this point. Okay? I know he had a solid game in the finals. That's all you but, ask of him these days. Uh, but at this point, Danny Green oh, is a salary matching father. Out of that, I look. Three and Kuzma hasn't him. been anywhere near as consistent or had the uh, the, the peak to say that he's. He never is going to have that chance ever again. It's LeBron's team. What's going to happen is they're going to mess up and let uh, a team like Brooklyn move in and get him. And I think he could fill that Victor Oladipo role, or I'm sorry, that Drew Holiday role that I was talking about them trying to get, but add a little bit more scoring punch. You get Victor Oladipo on that Nets team with Kyrie and KD. That's nasty. Oh yeah, that ooh, that would be a, a nasty tip. That plays defense. Exactly, exactly. Anybody else got what else is, is peaking your interest right now as we're, we're heading into this offseason? Where Giannis is gonna end up. Mm, that's not happening this year. You think that's gonna happen this offseason? Oh, I don't know. But I think it's gonna happen. Where do you see him going? Golden State is my leading is my leading contender. That's a rich kid, richest scenario all the way. Uh, it's just no I think way. you want to stay closer to Milwaukee. So yeah, oh, my God. Nah. He's not loyal to a fucking city. <laughs> well, I, I want him to. That's what he was saying. Down here. I know. I <laughs> want him to. I agree with you, Will. I that's what his words were. And we have. He said, those are what his words were. <laughs> and do we have an enticing situation? Maybe. 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 He would we're definitely. We're getting there. We're getting there. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're getting there. So, curious to see if you want to move up from the number four pick. Matt, you got know. anything that's, uh, pop, that's piquing your interest right now? Yeah, I've just been looking at players and contracts, and usually the biggest moves happen when there's one year left on a deal and you just want to move on. Do you think Toronto has any interest in moving on from Kyle Lowry with that performance? Do you think they can convince somebody to take that one-year $30 million off their hands? maybe a Houston Rockets who's looking to change directions, or possibly L.A. Clippers, who I know Kyle's not the biggest distributor, but Kawhi said get a point guard. Do they get a point guard? I, I don't think they could afford him. That's a lot yeah, of money for them. Probably not. But Philly is a team that's actually kicked mm-hmm. the tires on the Kyle Lowry move back in the past. He's from, He went to Villanova. Um, much younger. So if they, if they don't get Chris Paul, which is another guy that was rumored to be going in, that was back when they were talking about Miami so bad. Mike D'Antoni, um, I know, right? Uh, but with Doc there now, they could use a Kyle Lowry, and he sure. likes that kind of guard. That would be a nice situation for for to be able to keep um, what Philly has intact and add a piece that could probably elevate them to a whole other level. So that's a, I, Kyle Lowry's a good name. Mm-hmm. Steven, you mentioned uh, Chris Paul to Miami. Yeah, that would be where I want to see him go because I think him and Jimmy Butler would just be quite the treat as leaders of a team. That's some smart basketball. Exactly. And I I think, no, not just smart, hardworking and smart. 
Yeah. Like it's gonna be a grind fest down in Miami, and they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of games if if they could pair those two up, especially with Goran Dragic's foot now going down. Um, I know it might stunt the growth of Kendrick Nunn, but man, you don't you don't miss the opportunity to cash out on a Chris Paul type player to pair him with Jimmy Butler. Wouldn't be mad at seeing that. We were supposed to get it this year, but maybe we can get it next year. That wouldn't be bad. Will you got one? Um. I like the uh, Chris Paul to uh, my uh, Miami thing, and uh, off of what uh, Steve was saying, I think that would help Kendrick Nunn with uh, learning from a Chris Paul, because uh, uh, he did the, he did that with the young man in uh, in uh, OKC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander. Yeah, Sha- I can't remember nobody. Man, I'm working too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> For the last two months, I've been working ten hours a day. Can't keep my keep my mind straight. But yeah, the way uh, Chris Paul is like, he's a luxury. He's like having a, a a damn head coach on the court with you all the time. Like you, you said, it's smart basketball. And then uh, like with uh, Jimmy Butler and Odebayo, that team that that would be man a, a scrappy team that you know what they would they would remind me of like the uh, the Knicks of the nineties. Mm, you didn't want to see they were gonna outwork it. No. So, but right now, you know, I don't see anything uh, further. Um, I'm always looking for the for the for the Bulls to to uh, <laughs> get better. <laughs> sure. I mean, if they gonna move, they're talking about moving Levine. I, I think that's the best piece. For, for you to move, and I want them to get rid of Wendell Carter. I don't like that dude. Really? I don't like he, he's. I I was with you. I would say let's see him in a system that probably is better suited for him than Jim Boylan having him blitz ball screens and getting caught out of position and not letting him handle the ball on offense. Um, let's let's not see him get hurt. That too. Well, that's the whole lineup. Um, yeah. I actually want to see the Bulls. I would love to see the Bulls get Chris Paul. Bring him here to help mentor Kobe White. You could run those three. I think we talked about this, actually. We did. Um, you, we can, did. you can have them run the three-guard sets here. But another one that interests me, and let, uh, this one, you can say I'm going full 2K, but F it, I would love to see this happen. Minnesota has the first overall pick. Stop taking young dudes. Build around Cat and D'Lo. Go ahead and trade that first overall pick. And last year's first-round pick from them, uh, Jared Culver, to the Phoenix Suns and bring Devin Booker on to Minnesota and just go ahead and put up some video game numbers offensively. You won't be playing too much defense, no. but you can put up some insane numbers uh, offensively. You know the relationship that Cat and, and uh, Booker have. Uh, D'Lo as well is in that group. Like, that would be just an insane trio. And they may not win a lot because, again, they're not stopping anything. But if you catch them on a hot night, fam, good luck keeping pace. I just don't know well, if they're going to do that with uh, we... the way they performed in the bubble. Who, Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's gonna be that's that's their problem. They're gonna do they're not gonna do anything and they're gonna be crap again and then Dilo's gonna leave and go somewhere else and I'll never get to have my dream of having this two K team in real life. Speaking of two uh, K teams and off season moves and drafts and all that, what you think about uh speaking on this subject, what you think about what Michael Jordan said about today's game, about the star players, how everybody wanna Play, uh, play with each other, and you know all the superstars want to play together and make two or three super teams, and then the rest of the league is going to be trash. I think it's it's 
half true in that the, it does weaken the league overall. But I think the reason why it's not true is because I would put more emphasis on the small market owners to do a better job of retaining your talent and finding a way to bring in uh, better talent to pair with them. I think the only reason why you see that is because they're not happy where they are. If, if the, the Pelicans could have put a better group around AD, he probably stays. If you could put right. a better group around PG, he probably stays. But and I, and I understand that, but you got the small market teams competing with these big market like like the LAs. I mean, you I don't think you're gonna get like something like San Antonio anymore. You know, you got Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. You had Hall of Famers. Um, I don't know because, like you said, Giannis. Yeah, I I, I don't want to see Giannis leave Milwaukee. I want to see them some somebody. You know, build you know that build around him, and and uh, get get that that kind of small market team, get them to where they can win the championship. It was the last two years they've been they've been favored to go to the finals Amen. and possibly take it, and it's like that's 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 the uh, big thing I think about. Uh, you know, that just came to my mind because I saw that uh, article earlier today when when Mike said that about. Players getting together, like like what you got in Brooklyn. So like teams like Minnesota, because I want to, like you said, I like Devin Booker, I like Cat, you know, Cat. I like D, you know, D'Angelo Russell. But would these cat, would these cats ever get a chance to play in like big time bas, you know, basketball, uh, big time basketball games, like 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 uh, meaningful games that, without well, leaving and. And, no. and, and and getting together with big time stars. No, because these. So I, I said all that about how the small market teams need to, need to step their game up. Because I'm also a person who is big on saying that um, some franchises are are just destined to be glorified uh, farm systems because they they can't maintain and retain their their talent like that. So um, I think you see it in in repeatedly every year and I don't think it's gonna stop because they just don't have the uh marketing ability, they don't have the 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 location, whatever reason, they just can't seem to keep them. And it, it, I don't see it changing basically. Teams are gonna people players are gonna be drawn to the coasts. They're gonna be drawn to major cities, South Beach, right. the tax free areas are gonna be big. Um it's unfortunate, but that's why those teams have to maximize their windows. You know, when you have a chance to go for it, I, I always laugh when teams are, are put a cap on what they're willing to spend when they have that superstar in their small market. This might be your one chance for the next 10, 15 years. You need to go ahead and dump all the resources you can into it and try to steal right. one. Right. Well, shoot. Well, well, let's hope that they come to – Chicago big market now. We, they better start, <laughs> we get that garbage out of like there. Who are you guys' uh, way too early favorites uh, for the conferences next year in the East and in the West? In the West, um, I'm going to say, I, I don't want I'm not, I'm not going to pick the Lakers again. That's too easy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'll say that Dallas takes a step forward and makes it to uh, at least the conference finals. I respect that Dallas pick, but I don't even know if they're going to come that far next year. Although it is Luca's third year, so it's going to be that kind of step. And my Please. man, Will, you're going to be ready to take his acknowledge. He's the greatest foreign <laughs> player ever to do it. So, but besides that, it's not even a surprise. 
But I'm just saying they're going to make a move and they're going to be back. And we got to watch out for it. Stephen A. Smith did report it. So I would be aware of what it's going to happen. And that's going to be the Golden State Warriors. I don't know what they're doing with the number two pick, but they're going to figure something out. And they're going to get a third person to help those two legendary shooters. And they're going to be fighting for that conference finals bid again. Can't argue against that. I, I don't know how I'll let them slip out of my mind. And my Eastern Conference team is the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry about that. That's that's who's going to the finals on next year. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I was actually going to go with that as well. I was going to take the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be nasty, man. If they get uh, whoever – if they manage to get Drew or Vic, bro. They got they got the trade pieces necessary to go get a third guy if they mm-hmm. really, really want it. And they and do. They're just, and they're just in line position. They just hired Amari Stoudemire. I know that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything, but, you know – just another guy they could sit on the bench and the former play- and the players give high fives to. So right, well, because they don't they don't really have coaches. They don't have a yeah. Head coach. They, remember, they don't have coaches. No man, it's a it's a wide open society, bro. Now I t- I said watch out for the Warriors, but in my dream NBA scenario next year, the finals is KD versus. KD and Kyrie versus LeBron. No, oh, come on, fam. That's what everybody wants to see. That's what I want so badly. And for LeBron's fifth title, he can put the dagger in two parts of his oh, legacy oh. in one swoop. Oh, that I would be that so hurtful to those two. Don't, don't forget about the team that just played in the Western Conference Final against the Lakers, the Denver Nuggets. Come on, with, with, uh, I can see with the way back maybe next year. With, with the way a step back? No, I don't see it. With the way Jamal oh, Murray. You think, you think Jamal the Clippers Murray's are going to be, you think the Clippers are just going to let them ride the second behind round exit. Well, 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 we'll see because they still got Joker. They still got Jamal Murray. And you got Michael Porter Jr., another, you know, another year, another year healthier. I mean, you're right, you're these, right. these cats are confident stepping up. What again, if the Clippers just never they, do it? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and then Kawhi and PG leave after they mortgage their entire next after decade. Next year. They'll do it after next year. Oh, if it's if another bad that, ending. If they do that, we all have to do the Nelson Muntz from the Simpsons point and laugh. Because that's bad. Bomber, oh. Bomber dropped. Well, he don't care. But. Oh, yeah, oh that 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 Lakers Nets matchup would just be Chef's Kiss. That's some stuff that I would I would uh I would try to make it to that somehow. Somehow, some way. We never got to stand outside of the of the, of the arena just listen to the crowd noise from the It would just be nonstop. Oh man. If that if that, that, if that happens, I'm going with the Nets. Ooh, I'm rolling with LeBron. I'm rolling I'm with LeBron. LeBron. I'm rolling with LeBron, man. I'm rolling with LeBron. I think Durant, Durant in the play. Did you see him you in the final? We got AD, though. It's going to be. Ooh, now we see. We're hyping ourselves up for something that we might not even get next year. Oh, Damn no. it. I don't want to get robbed again. I don't if we know. Could get, if we could somehow get a L- all L.A. Western Conference Finals, and then Brooklyn versus who? Milwaukee in the East. I guess we'll have Miami. Another, another, oh, my, oh, I like that better. Miami. Brooklyn versus Miami in the East. Oh my gosh! Especially <laughs> if the net, if the Nets got Oladipo, like y'all talking about. Let the oh, let the let the Heat mess goodness. around and get Giannis, like they're talking about. Yeah. Oh. Dude, <laughs> and we, can't, we can't forget, like Josh, you, your pick, your earlier pick, the Sixers. They'll probably make it to the semifinals, you yeah. know, at least. They should make um, the Celtics are going to come back again with the Ventures. They probably won't have enough, though. They always just get too hurt. No, and the Celtics, that's the Denver Nuggets awful. East, man. They just—they're a really good team, and they're capped because I don't think they had that. Uh, 
that final it factor guy. Maybe Tatum takes another step forward this year and then finally be, is able to uh, he's dominate. Pretty steps. Pretty oh, he's steps. no, he is. He is. So you got the what? The top five to ten guys. I think he's right there. It's like a six class group, and he's like eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> is he ahead of Luca though? Nah, he ain't it. Nah, exactly. Nah, yeah. Luca was a pro. Luca came in as a rookie already a professional. I though, know. Right? That's, <laughs> that's what makes it so scary. Because, like, you heard LeBron have that. You heard LeBron is every He's like, what would 35-year-old LeBron tell 27-year-old School LeBron? himself. Like, mm-hmm. he would school himself. Silly, right? Mm-hmm. So, God knows what the hell this 21-year-old Luca compared to, like, 28-year-old Luca. And then... You can push forward from that seven more years of 35-year-old loot. Like, it's – the Mavs are going to be a scary team. They're one piece away, too. They're one um, piece away and a couple 3D guys. Yeah. They're just good to go. Yeah. They're ready. Just in, right. They get the signings. Did we get your, did we get your picks, Matthew? Or did you try to uh, slump in the back of the class here and not uh... – no, no, uh, I've just been patiently waiting for people, again, to forget about the Toronto Raptors who finished second in the league <laughs> and, you know, are always overlooked and always do more with less no matter what their pick is. If it, it could be second-round pick or undrafted. Five seed. Sure. Five seed. They're losing Fred Van Fleet. They're going to ditch Kyle Lowry. Marcus they, should already, ditch, they should ditch Kyle Lowry. Marcus Gasol has already agreed to go back overseas and play for Spain. I was going to say, say okay. he's already on a boat in the coast, off the coast of Virginia. Yeah, he's right. Nick Nurse he's is not. the best coach in the <laughs> Nick Nurse is the best I'm not going to deny any of that. I'm not going to deny any of that. Sure. But, but talent has to come to a factor at some point here. And like I said, fifth seed. That's all. Nothing disrespectful. I don't see lower than third, but that's just me. Who you got out the West? Out the West, I, I kind of like the Nuggets, but in my heart of hearts, I know it's just going to be the Lakers. (laughs) You just know. I just know. I've just accepted it. All right, before we get out of here, let's uh, share our thoughts on the World Series. Now, I am admittedly not the biggest baseball guy, but I know it's 1-1. Um, I'm not sure what the score is right now. 2-1 now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. So what's, what is, I'm going to defer to you guys on this and let me know. What are we What are we seeing right now? What are we going to expect? Is it going to be the Dodgers ultimately, or will the Rays manage to pull this one out and do what they what they seem to do every few years? Well, so I said the Dodgers is going to get over the hump. It's been since That's like what, eighty something. They are up two to one, huh? and that they're up think, two to one currently. I think since Magic had <laughs> brought his stake in, they they've been in the mix. I think they get over the hump this year. I, I agree with Will. I think it's just the the timing of everything. Um, what you're seeing in this matchup, though, is a battle of a fantastic lineup in. The Los Angeles Dodgers. You got Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger's last year's MVP. Corey Seager is back. Justin Turner is a seasoned veteran. Max Muggsy, Jack Peterson. The names go on and on. Chris Taylor had a spectacular NLCS. And and again, and they got some solid pitching too. Their bullpen is iffy, but again, they look to outmash you. I believe they won tonight six to two. Um, and you got the Rays, who are just stellar pitching yep. up and down the staff. The, their top three are number one aces and all or could be all be aces on other teams, mm-hmm. and their bullpen is filthy. So, I believe the stat was if the Rays score five or more runs, they're twenty five and one this season. Oh my gosh! Now that has not happened yet, except no. maybe last game, but that makes sense. They won. 
Um, so again, it's going to be back and forth. It's going to be curious to see. I agree with Will. I think the Dodgers have been here twice and have been literally robbed by cheaters. One proven, one one on association base. <laughs> They're pissed. I think they just wanted more. But the Rays are here to stay. Like, there's no doubt about that. They got Randy Arena. The dude is a stud, former Cardinal, shocker there. He hit another home run tonight to put your boy over on the over at seven nice. and a half. Nice. Nice. Boy banked it in tonight. Um, and the Rays got power. They're a home run hitting team, but we all know in the playoffs the home run goes dry. So I agree with Will. I think the Dodgers are going to clean this up in six. They're going to get their one title. Uh, the, both L.A. teams won a title, and the last time that happened was in 88. So Ooh, Nice little factoid, Matt. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to come out down to today's game to decide it. Charlie Morton has been fantastic, not just, you know, in the last couple of games, but as Steven said, they, he, he could be an ace on any other team. Today he didn't have a good outing, and in the World Series you can't have too many bad outings. I don't like the way Tyler Glass now has looked in the playoffs. It is a down year for his statistics. He's just barely over a four ERA in the entire year, and he needed to step up his game, not take it back. And L.A. is never going to take this their foot off the pedal. They could sub out four or five players in this starting lineup and still average like six and a half runs a game. I think uh, unless Glass now has basically a no-hitter, this series is going to go very, very one-sided in the next couple games. All right. There you have it, folks. I think everybody uh, is, is expecting this to be the Dodgers' time. Um, I'm going to go out the limb and say we're going to see a 3-1 lead blown. Ooh. Yeah, that's Dodgers right. We're going to see. It seems to be the year of the comeback. So. The Dodgers um, will be so pissed. If they do that, you, you do that, you got to blow it up. <laughs> that happens yeah, to the Dodgers. It. You got to blow it up. Dude, but the problem it. is if they blow it up, they would just replenish on so many assets. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You could trade yeah. that out and start all the way yeah. with another stop fresh. Who wants yeah. Mookie? We're going to take three of your top 50 Mookie. prospects. The list of who doesn't want Mookie's Four more arms. Right. I mean, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this roundtable. Thank you for joining us. I've had a, a blast as usual. Um, we'll be back next week to do another one. And uh, guys, before we get out of here, make sure we give everybody our social media handles. Follow me on Twitter at Josh G Buck. Hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports website, ClockerSports.com, and the email address, ClockerSports at gmail.com. Steven? your boy Stephen Ryan, aka Alana Ryan Seven. Make sure you go hit me up on Twitter at Alana Ryan Skevin. Make sure you go to Instagram Alana Ryan underscore seven, and of course catch me live on Twitch Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash Alana Ryan Seven. Make sure you go check out Clocker Sports and all the the content posted there from our lovely writers and other members of this roundtable. I'm also the host of Punch of the Clock, so make sure you go check that out as well, gentlemen. Uh, Will, uh, Facebook, my government, uh, William D. Clark, and on Twitter, at, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at BigWillC77. That's not the vehicle you will roll when you was a kid. That's <laughs> at B-I-G-W-I-L-L-77. Big Will, oh, I'm sorry. B-I-G-W-I-L-L-C. Matthew? Yeah, uh, you can catch me on Twitter at M underscore Broski21. I'm Matt Dahlberg. I'm the co-host of the No Countouts pod. You can catch the show on No Countouts pod, all one word. We like to have a lot of fun there. We do interviews with pro wrestlers every now and again. And, uh, yeah, it's just good time talking WWE and AEW. Yep.
gentlemen, thank you for your time. Everybody for watching, thank you for, for joining us for this round table. We'll be back next week. Uh, you know what the note is, man. We out here. Time's up. Peace.